Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, mail, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quick, erase it, write it, cut it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, quick, rewrite it, plug it, play it, burn it, rip it, drag it, drop it, zip, unzip it, lock it, fill it, call it, find it, view it, code it, jump and lock it, surf it, scroll it, pose it, click it, cross it, crack it, twitch, update it, name it, read it, tune it, print it, scan it, send it, fax, rename it, touch it, ring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop, format it. Technologic, 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 technologic. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, trash it, change it, mail, upgrade it, charge it, point it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, erase it, write it, get it, paste it, save it, load it, check it, rewrite it, plug it, play it, burn it, Hello and welcome to another week of ZTG Newsburst. I have managed to drag myself from giant mechanical robots uh, just enough to host this week's show. Um, a bit of a quiet news week, but as usual, I have got a cohort by my side. Been missing in action for a few weeks, but he's back. It's true. Hey. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good, good. Um, uh, apparently, you had a good breakfast. I did. Fantastic sausage patties. What is a patty? You take the piece of meat, and it's like like a hamburger. You just you kind of just squish, oh, okay. squish so it, and that's a patty. So that's because to me that would be a lunch, not a breakfast. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't put I didn't put it in in on a bun or anything. I just you know that like it, it's just the way you prepare it. So it's like you know you can have sausage links. Or you can have like the sausage patties, which is basically you just take the meat in your hand, kind of squish it in between your palms, and then cook it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you wash your hands afterwards, obviously. Oh, yeah. I'd like to think so. <laughs> okay, uh, patties aren't things over here. Patties are what you if, – if you're saying it's like a hamburger, that's what we have. Hamburgers, they go and bungee having for dinner or tea or whatever. Um, uh, obviously, we have crumpets, though, so, you know. You don't have crumpets over there. I don't even know what a crumpet is. I've heard it a million times, but I don't know what it is. I think uh, at some point uh, in the podcast, ages uh, ages ago, I'd, I'd mentioned what a crumpet is, but uh, it's, it is obviously quintessentially British, but they are fucking amazing. They are so, so nice. Um, it's a shame you guys probably never get to try them. Um, so what have you been up to? <sighs> Anything and everything, I tell you. It's uh, we talked about it a little bit before the podcast, but it's it's gonna be a hell of a week for me <laughs> playing through Dark Souls two and Final Fantasy ten and ten two for review. Um, yeah, I gotta power through all that. Um, been working a lot because somebody quit on me at work, so I'm gonna have to do some extra overtime, and it's just a mess. So, what are your initial impressions of Dark Souls too? Um, I mean, barely. I'm not. A, I'm not a Dark Souls fan. I'm. Right. Um, I, I know. I, I know where the legacy comes from. You know, originally Demon Souls, and then obviously Dark Souls. Um, I know they're hard as fuck um, RPGs, but I'm not. I've never really sat. I think I've played like ten minutes of Demon Souls. That's that's about as far as I've got. Um, are are fans of the series going to be happy? Uh, absolutely. I think. Um... It, they 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 change up a few things from the first Dark Souls. Obviously, I mean, there's there's a few new mechanics and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, it's another Souls game where they're gonna throw you into a world and just kind of say go. 
and you know there's no manual uh like i made a I recorded video and you'll see how i just basically wasted a pretty important item because i didn't know what to do with it okay yeah in my video and i was like oh great i just wasted that so uh it's one of those games where you're in this huge world you don't really know where to go and exploration is kind of part of it but you're also afraid of the exploration because anything can kill you in this game but uh i I would say dark souls 2 is a little bit more accessible to newcomers uh they they seem to ease everything in but uh, i mean one of the um defining features of the previous games is 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 can't talk is its inaccessibility and the fact that it's you know it gives you nothing uh, at all to to go by so do you think that the fans are going to be betrayed because this is essentially at least to the start of the game dumbing it down slightly or or is this a good move because it's it's opening it up for people who may be scared of that sort of stuff i think it's going to be a good thing i mean it's going to help people get into the soul series if they want to but the fans of the hardcore fans of the series trust me this game is not easy by any means it's huge (laughs) it starts it starts you off with like multiple ways where you can go and you know you just kind of have to figure out where you want to go it feels like Dark Souls, you know. It's it's definitely very challenging. But the the things that they do is like they explain things a little bit more. As far as like, so when you open up the the character panel in Dark Souls, you just see a bunch of symbols and numbers, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, I don't even know what the fuck to look at. I don't know what any of this means, you know. Right. So, but but luckily in this one, they actually explain a good amount of what all the stats are, and you know, if you level up this attribute, this is what's going to make this is this is what's going to affect it, you know, and that they do a good job of showing you what you're doing, you know, like, hey, you sure you want to do this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there's there's a few things, you know, I mean, they they totally let you do whatever the hell you want, you know, and it's it's, I think it, I think that anybody who was a fan of Demon Souls or Dark Souls should definitely pick this game up. Okay, okay, well, that's good. I mean. Maybe people who pick up Dark Souls will decide Dark Souls Two will who may, maybe never played Dark Souls One. Maybe that's actually an entry level for them. They can get to get that kind of introduction to it with that's a little bit more helpful, and then go back and play play the first one, having all of that knowledge in hand. Absolutely, I think um, it's it's a very unique title that I think. Anybody who is a fan of RPGs or action games should at least try once, just to mm. see, just to see if it's your cup of tea. I know, <laughs> I know, Ken. He he had it before he sent it to me. He had it and he played it for the weekend, and he came up and said, "You know what? I respect the game, but it's not Fuck for that me. Shit. It's it's not for me." That's what he said, and I'm like, "Okay, that's 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 totally fine." I know that Dark Souls is not for everybody, but for the people out there who love that kind of stuff, this is kind of the cream of the crop. Ask. Well, I'm sure they'll be glad to hear that, and obviously we can look forward to your review um, at some point soon. <laughs> it, it, the review will come next week. I don't know when, but I'm, I'm going to try my best to power through as much as I can. Um, well, I'm sure you'll do a fine job, uh, certainly better than I'd do. Um, me, I have been, well, as I mentioned at the start of the show, I've been playing a lot of Titanfall. I've also been playing a game that I'm, I, I can't talk about. It's Steamworld Dig. Uh, 
uh, for the PS uh, Vita and 4. Um, I don't know why I can't talk about it, because that game's already out on uh, 3DS and uh, PC, but apparently I'm not allowed to. So um, I've been playing that. But I've also, as I say, Titanfall. And that's, um, I mean, that's why I got my Xbox One when I did. Um, and it seems really weird because up about two up until about two weeks ago, that game was riding high on a wave of uh, hype and anticipation. Mm-hmm. Since its release, it's people are, are are not liking it, or people are well, I wouldn't say not liking it. That's unfair. People are dissing it. Um, oh, it's just a Call of Duty mod. Well, fucking yes, it's the people who fucking invented the Call of Duty yeah, games. It's of course, always... it's a Call... of course, yeah. it's a Call of Duty mod. Um, and I can't understand where all the hate is coming from. Um, I think they made a very brave move in making the campaign essentially just a series of um, multiplayer maps with a very loose story attached to it um because it's kind of not been done in that way before uh, uh, i would say brink tried to do that but nobody fucking played brink well i i i, <laughs> I beg to differ a lot of people did play brink and they played it for the first week and said this game is crap and then turned traded it in <laughs> interesting interesting side note i was at a GameStop yesterday and i saw the 360 copy of brink for two dollars and 39 cents well, there you go. That's about as cheap as you can get a video game nowadays. And no one's playing it, um, which is always your, your run, the risk you run because it is a, a, obviously a, an online-only game. Um, I, as I, say, I don't understand where all the hate comes from. Um, as I say, the, the story mode, I could, I, I could not tell you. And I played it last night. I could not tell you what went on. Um, the mistake that they've made is that they have this story playing out while you're playing multiplayer. It's in like these little video clips in the top corner, um, and you pay no attention to them whatsoever. Uh, in between the the missions, then there's like a voiceover that tells you what's gone on, um, but again, doesn't really give you much information. Um, but you need to play it if you want to unlock the Ogre and the Strider Titan classes for multiplayer. Um, it's the only way you can get them, and you have to play through each campaign to unlock both of them. So um, I played through. I mean, to be fair, I played through. It took me two and a half hours, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I'd say I'd, I'd say a good two and a half hours to go through both. It is just multiplayer, but with a story thread in between. Right. And you're leveling up your. Um, xp whilst you're playing it so it's not the end of the world it is like you're playing multiplayer so uh, you know doing it to unlock the titans is no no big thing um but it's incredibly fun that's the thing. i don't understand why people are hating on it at the moment it's um yes it is called it and you can feel it. it you can you can tell that this is from that stable um but the uh you know the jetpacks the double jumps the wall running um the weapons feel you know really solid they feel really really good the controls are perfect um you know they've even they even have an option in the uh, uh well um, uh, they even have an option uh to always run so you don't need to click down the left stick 
and that's what that that kind of says it all about that game. It's about moving. It's about going from from area to area, wall to wall, building to building, being as mobile as possible. Um, the sense of leveling up that you're always getting is fantastic. And the Titans, you know, there are so many different ways to play with Titans. You know, you can call one down, you can jump in it, control it. You can have it follow you around and get kills for you. Well, uh, you know, you can have it guarding an area if you're playing like a hard point uh, uh, match. It is so well thought out. Um, and it's going to lead in to our first story. Okay. Um, I didn't experience any issues yesterday. Uh, it launched in the UK um, quite cheaply as well. Really surprised. It's, very, it's about 15 quid less than a normal Xbox One game, which was astounding. It makes me wonder whether EA haven't got the pre-orders they thought they would. Um, but regardless of that, um, it launched yesterday, but obviously on Tuesday in the US... And as soon as it launched, Xbox One went down. Um, obviously, Twitter was alive with it, and everyone was humming and ahhing. And obviously, Microsoft came out, or Major Nelson, or whatever, and said, "Yeah, we're aware of it." Um, they didn't blame Titanfall. Well, it it may not have been that because I know some people but, were having problems signing into Xbox Live itself. Yeah, but that also that that is inherent to when Xbox Live goes down, and there have been instances where one game can do that. Um, That's true. Modern Warfare Two, I believe, was one of them. Um, I mean, it coincidence? Is it just that that happened to go down while EA launched? I I don't generally believe in coincidences. Um, it seems rather suspect. Um, that was probably that fueled the the hatred for that game uh, that was as was flying on the internet. Uh, again, I don't think it's deserved. It's a big title. <coughs> it's the biggest Xbox One title since its launch. Um, uh, it's it's a cool thing to hate on stuff nowadays. And yeah, it seems to be, doesn't that, it? I that, mean, that's all it is. I mean, that's that's all. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to poke fun at the Xbox because I don't own one. You know, if I if I own one, I'm sure I'd be like, oh man, I love, fucking love Titanfall. But you know, it's it's. I don't know. It, it, like I'm not a fan. Everybody knows I've kind of got out of first person shooters, but yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to take away from somebody else's fun. If somebody is having a blast with Titanfall, good for you, man. I am so happy you have found something that is awesome. But you know, like I said, like like Ken doesn't really like Dark Souls. I kind of got out of first person shooters. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, sure. I mean, I may sit down one day and play Titanfall and say, you know what, this is actually kind of cool. But yeah, it's it's just. People on the internet love to hate pe- things and people who enjoy stuff. I just, yeah, I think the comment you made and the fact that everyone seems to hate on everything at the moment is is so indicative of the gaming scene. Um, you know, you look at something like um, you know, Grand Theft Auto V, that game was phenomenal. I don't care what anyone else thinks. That was a, um, uh, a tentpole in how to make a game. Uh, looked gorgeous. Um, I think it was well written. I, you know, I mean, it wasn't perfect. No game is. Yeah. But literally two weeks after, uh, and that happened with that Grand Theft Auto Four as well. It was like everyone loved it. Then two weeks after, oh shit. Well, no, it wasn't. You've just you're just being fucking bitter. And it's like you can't have anything nice now. No one has anything nice to say about something. And well... it's just bonkers because it doesn't. It doesn't matter 
what games you play, what games you enjoy, who buys what, what console you've got. Uh, It's people's own opinions. Fucking hate on something just because you either think it's fashionable to hate on something or you don't like it. Yeah. Just fuck off into a hole and die or something. It really winds (laughs) me up. I mean, but, it all it always does that. And here's here's another thing: the more hype a game gets, the more hate it'll get. You know, yeah. Hype hype always leads to disappointment, no matter how great the game may be. You know, mm-hmm. the more you hear about a game, and when you finally play it and say, "Well, it's not as good as everybody's been saying," well, of course not, because they hype it up to this. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be the be all end all, and it, you know, nothing is ever the be all end all. So it's. Yeah. Come back to me on this conversation when Batman Arkham Knight comes out. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I mean, uh, I think I, I honestly think that some of the Batman hype has kind of went south because you know, the, with, with the release of Origins, I don't know how successful Arkham Origins was, but then afterwards, the you know the the, the, the reports, bugs. the reports of the yeah. bugs and stuff like that, and how. It it, it kind of felt all the same again, kind of deal. Yeah. They, I think that the hype trains kind of uh, kind of went down on it a little bit. So when when maybe when, maybe that will help when it does start to come towards its launch. But whether I mean, if you look at <coughs> excuse me, if you look at the kind of hype stuff and uh, you look at Watch Dogs and the long tail that that had and then got delayed. Um, that that did that did it a disservice. I mean, they, as soon as they announced the actual release date, uh, which obviously we covered last week on the show, twenty seventh of May, um, straight away there was a launch trailer with it, and people were comparing it to the E three showing and the negativity negativity that based upon how, oh it looks shitter and I I mean I don't I don't agree with making comments like that until the game is out for simple reasons that. Most of this stuff is seen on YouTube, and YouTube is compressed to shit. Well, this is true, but and I also mean... when Digital Foundry goes and does an analysis, that's when you know that the people in the know have tore that apart and have looked at it frame by frame, and they can come out with an educated um, answer to, to people's queries in regards to its resolution, its frame rate speed. But um, you know, we was watching the launch. Me and uh, Laura were watching the launch trailer, and she said, "It doesn't fucking matter if the game looks cool. If the game's cool. Who fucking cares what it looks like?" Well, this is very true. I mean, I'm just saying. For me, when I when I experienced that, and I was like, okay, so the hype was big on that game. You know, when when it came out, I, everybody who was getting a PS4 was saying, Watch Dogs is going to be my launch title. Period. <laughs> everybody yeah. was saying. Then they said, Oh, we're going to delay it, and everybody's like, Fuck. And so the hype just kind of just hit the floor. Nobody was talking about Watch Dogs anymore. But and, you, Ubisoft, they, they were running so much stuff up until that point. Yeah. Um, you know, every week something was coming out, a new screenshot, a new video. Um, and it, it kind of did saturate it slightly. And the people um, were getting a bit tired of all of the stuff that they were that ramming down the, the throats. And then obviously the delay happened and EA and EA uh, Ubisoft cleverly stopped. And, you know, they didn't really come out with anything until they announced that it was coming Q4, uh, Q1 and then the, with the release date last week. Um, what they don't want to do is do the same now until May, because we've still got two months to go and they want to, what they want to do is just, 
just quietly maybe put a few bits and pieces out. Nothing crazy as you get closer to the time. But the timing is also interesting to me. It's a week before e, e, uh, E3, which is which is normally a very, very bad time to launch a game. Yeah, well, if you think about it, The Last of Us launched right the week before E3, too. That's, yeah. yeah, good point. Yeah, that broke the mold with that one, because they've just announced this this week that six million copies of that game were sold, which is phenomenal. Um, Especially you know, for it, a PlayStation exclusive. For an exclusive, yeah, absolutely. And also, um, BAFTA, the game BAFTA Game Awards happened um, in the week, and it took, uh, I think, six awards uh, away with it. Um that's one game that hasn't really been targeted for hatred. Um, a lot except, of people except by me. Oh well, fair enough. But you know, you didn't you enjoy the the add-on to it? I thought that the DLC was really really good. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to say that The Last of Us has a, has a shitty story or or doesn't uh, convey emotions. I think that they do a fantastic job with. Uh, uh, scenery and the the visuals. I think they have a great story. They they have some fantastic writers. Unfortunately, the writer main writer left. Mm, but, we talked uh, about that last week as well. Yeah, but um, the I think that they know how to make a good story. I don't think Naughty Dog knows how to make a good playing game. That's just me. I know that's blasphemy, mm. but <laughs> I do. Not... I, no, I respect your opinion. I I mean, I gave that game my game of the year last year. Um, because that was my that that more than any other game um, left an impression on me. Yeah. And regardless, and I understand where you're coming from. Uh, the game mechanics were um, weren't a game perfect, um, but it was the overall experience for me that that um, uh, that st- st- stayed with me and still does. I think that game it w- was amazing. That obviously there's also talks now that it's it is being made into a movie. It's kind of got the green light. Um, and this week they announced that the game is the movie is going to follow the story of the game uh, yeah. it, uh, for a majority of it anyway. Um, I think that I think that will be a brilliant movie um, because that was the strongest part of it you know as long as they get the right director the right screenwriter and the right actors that is going to be a phenomenal movie because that was the biggest punch of that game you know the way that a game has draws you in that way makes you feel those emotions and from you know and and movies generally do that anyway or if a good movie does um so to have that kind of story uh, on the silver screen will be interesting um but we've kind of lost track. Of yeah, what this we is true. Talked about. Um, so yeah, uh, Titanfall launches Xbox Live goes down. Um, it is back up and running. Uh, I don't think the uh, UK or European launches did anything to hinder the service. As I said, I was on it for a um, in total a uh, good four hours yesterday. Um, Never, I had no connection drops. I didn't drop out of a game. Um, I didn't have any trouble finding any games. So I think the the worst of it is over. But in all honesty, a big, um, high profile launch game, um, uh, online game, is going to suffer those little hiccups. And think yourself lucky, SimCity is still suffering. So you know, at least the inconvenience was only short-lived um, by a day or so. Um, next one's an odd story. Um, I'm going with this. I mean, I don't know 
how our listeners or if our listeners cares about League of Legends. I don't play it. I did try it. Um, I'm not into that Dota or uh, League of Legends scene. Um, it requires too much um, time to put in. You know, you can't just play that game for, for a couple of hours and go back two weeks later. Um, but I put it in because we're short on news and it was a, it was a, it's a weird story. Um, so yeah, League of Legends... Uh, is trying to break into esports. Okay. He's doing quite well at it, obviously, um, following in the same vein as things like um, StarCraft and uh, Dota. Yeah. Um, and as normal with these type of games, um, South Korea is a, 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 a titan in, in that arena. You know, a lot of the big StarCraft uh, teams, are the, the popular ones are ones that are really good, come from that, you know, comes from that... Uh, uh, part of the world um but apparently this week um a gentleman called uh chon min kai uh who was in a league of legends league um tried to commit suicide um he's been left in the critical condition uh, and our thoughts go out to him and his family uh, it's not good uh, but what caused him to try and commit suicide was him discovering that he'd been unwittingly um involved in a match rigging scandal um the idea being is that the team that he was part of which i believe was called um uh, ahq was created with the sole intention of match fixing so the manager had set up um he'd uh, set up this team and he had um took out a very large loan to um, keep these how, uh, players housed um, with the idea being is that they would absolutely annihilate their opposition and then he would start rigging matches and betting against the under or betting against those teams uh, that team um, idea to make a massive amount of money uh, that's now been exposed by the attempted suicide of uh, this young man it's pretty dark stuff Especially um, for a video game, guys. Come on, this is all right. But it's it, it's inv- I mean, it's esports is relatively new um, in I, the in the in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, um, I know that you know esports has been going for a while. Uh, you know, you have things like your street fighter tournaments. Uh, you know, the fighters fighting scene has, has been esports has been gone for quite a while, um, and. But it's always kind of been kind of low key. Um, it's with things like StarCraft and Dota and Dota 2 and, and now League of Legends. It's it's getting a push and it's becoming a little bit more mainstream. But in the East, it's esports it's is huge. huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Nothing like it is over here. Um, so it match fixing is it's prevalent in all sorts of sports that can. Um, that do betting, and I, I mean, I believe your betting laws are different over in the in the states. You can't you can't bet on American football. Is that correct? You know, I really don't know how it works. I, I know I, cer- I, I know certain states, including Georgia, is illegal to to bet. I mean, you can obviously like you know go to a friend and say, "Hey, I bet you twenty bucks the Falcons will win." Yeah, yeah. You know, you yeah. can do that shit. I mean, but as far as like having a business. Kind a of book- deal, a booking business. Yeah, that that's illegal in Georgia. You have to do it in certain states. I knew this because I've watched the last Boy Scout. Um, 
so um, it's obviously that's the whole point of that is to dissuade match fixing. Yeah. Um, in the UK, betting is a lot different. Uh, you can bet on uh, football matches and all sports, essentially. Um, there are always hints of max fi- match fixing and um, it's, it's few and far between. But with esports, it's a probably when you've got the ability to get into this world quite easily just by creating a team that are good, um, it's probably a little bit easier to match fix. I mean, it's all about who you know. I mean, you know, if 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 this manager of this team was going around to the managers of other teams and paying them to say, "Hey, lose these matches against my team," then totally, you know, that's that seems pretty simple to me. It, I mean, the thing is, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm uh, the article that I've picked up off of this. I'll give full credit to um, Eurogamer is where I, I got the article from, uh, where I've read sort of most of it. Um, the original that they've pulled from is Reddit, and there is a quote from the the man in question, Mr. Minkai, um, and it basically states that as when we uh, first made the team, we were told that AHQ sponsors us with cash and computers. We did not, uh, we didn't know they only gave us gaming gear for the rights to the team name. Our manager had lied to us and took out a loan to pay for our housing, living expenses, computers, and our salaries. He was planning on placing illegal bets on esports esports games and fixing them to win back the borrowed money and make profit mm. um i mean for, i mean i don't know what sort of conditions they were living in but i've seen documentaries on this sort of stuff and they live fucking terribly yeah these these guys um i mean i know they have superstars over there superstar uh, esporters and they make a huge amount of money but a lot of these teams that where they're not stars uh you know individually on their own right um they are paid by the management of that team and they often live in like one or two room places with where between eight and 16 of them all living together Ugh. obviously very much done on the cheap um the idea is, is to make money from them but normally that idea is to make money from them legitimately through winning competitions clearly the manager um let me see if i can grab his name um uh no day chul uh, he had no intention of making money legitimately um it's, it's a nasty thing um and it taints the gaming world i mean this poor guy he's tried to commit suicide yeah that's horrible. I mean, for him to feel, um, you know, someone who's obviously top of their game, you know, excuse the pun, um, to feel that disparaged and that broken by that experience is, it, it's it's shocking. And it, as I say, it, it just shines this negative light on gaming because... People outside of the gaming world tar us with the same brush, regardless. And so, you know, if a story is reported that there was max fixing in esports and video games, then it, obviously all of us are uh, nasty little cheaters. So it's you know, um, it's a shame. And, uh, you know, like I say, I wish uh, wish the best to him. Uh, speedy recovery. Hopefully, he does recover. He shouldn't have tried to commit suicide. He should have went to the authorities. But obviously, when your your mind's in that state you don't you don't think straight you don't know what to do you don't know where to turn and he obviously felt that that was the only way out um that and that's that's such a shame i i 
I know it's not a good thing to ask. Mm. Do they know the details of how he tried to commit suicide? No. Okay. Because I know they said he's in intensive care. I'm like, did he try to shoot himself? Um, it, I mean, you could deal with pills. Obviously, you can take a fall. You could do all sorts. And they haven't given that. I, and I don't expect that sort of thing to probably make it onto yeah. the news channels. But um, they, ha- they haven't detailed just that he had attempted to and um, uh, is now in critical condition. Oh, God. That's, that's horrible. Mm, no, absolutely. Uh, we shall move on to sunnier, um, uh, sunnier stories. Um, the February MPD numbers are out. Yes. Interesting. PS4 still in front, but Xbox closely nipping at the heels, I'm sure, um, in some part due to Titanfall uh, being released. Uh, obviously, people were anticipating that and maybe were, were picking up um, uh, their console ready for the launch and the beta, of course, because that ran in February. Yeah. Um, so we ha- obviously MPD don't give out numbers and they just give out figures um, in as you know, they give out positions and stuff like that. Um, basically the uh, Microsoft had said that they had sold 258,000 Xbox ones in the U S during the course of February. Um, MPD states that they had sold 90% of what PlayStation had sold. So by that, because obviously Sony don't give out numbers, um, by that means that Sony would have sold around about 285,000. Okay. Uh, give or take. So, um, it's not so much neck and neck, but Microsoft, are, you know, that Titanfall may be doing what they need it to do. We won't really know if it's done what it needs to do until March's figures come out. And of course, you've also got to bear in mind that Sony has a big exclusive coming out in March as well, with our infamous Second Son coming out next week. Yes. Um, but it is good. It's good numbers. Um, especially scenes as, you know, uh, what we... Uh, four months, five months from launch, and they're still selling a tidy amount. It's um, I some think, pretty strong shells, yeah. Yeah, I think um, Microsoft will be pleased. I mean, the they're not pleased, I guess. They won't be happy until they can catch up. They want to be second place. Um, they, you know, and if they are, they want to make sure they're 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 snapping at uh, Sony's heels. But they must be um, fairly pleased with the results there. And obviously, March will hopefully be a good month for them. Um, but it just it, it's good because it shows that there is um, a strong need for both of those consoles. Um, I, you know. Sony recently announced that uh, just shortly after the Japan uh, launch of the console that they'd hit six million. Um, they are probably going to beat their forecasted um, yearly figure, which I believe is tw- ten million. Oh, was, or was it twelve? I can't remember. Probably, um, it is likely, but that's before obviously um, the end of this year. Um, I can see that happening. Um, I'm not sure what Microsoft's estimates for end of this year would be. Um, I think they probably need to do another price cut, if not in the UK, at least in the US, maybe after Titanfall has, has 
wane slightly and um, their figures level out, then maybe you can see one may, maybe around about September time ready for for Halo 5 or Halo 2 anniversary or whatever they're going to be um, taunting. And obviously we'll, we'll know come E3 what they have planned for the Halo universe. Um, you know, I still think that the Xbox One for most people is still a little bit too expensive. And by, sh- you know, shaving a price off there, then they they may be able to catch a, uh, catch some more ground with Sony. But I still think it's great for gamers. You know, you've got two consoles doing very well for themselves, um, regardless of which one is is in the lead. Um, and now we're starting to get the games. Obviously, as I say, we've got uh, Titanfall on the Xbox One this week. You've got uh, Infamous Second Son next week. You know, there's proper games coming out for it. Um so it's a good time to have either one of those consoles. Absolutely. Did they? Did they? Did Nintendo say anything about their Wii U? Um, about eighty thousand. Huh. <laughs> that's uh, that's not good. And Donkey Kong uh, Country Tropical Freeze sold about one hundred thirty thousand copies. That's not Which I bad. guess is not bad, uh, um, but you're also talking about a console that is completely desperate for new games. Um, I think the Wii U's test will be in May with Mario Kart 8. You know, that is historically a good seller. Um, I think they will, I personally, I think it will be bundled in with a console. I think that that's what they'll do. You know, they've done it with some of their bigger games, such as um, the the Mario Brothers Wii U and with uh, Legend of Zelda. They've done these bundles. I think we can expect to see a Mario 8 one. I actually think that will help increase the sales, not in the not in any way to actually get them out of the neck of the, that sort of neck of the woods, but um, I think that will help. Um, Donkey Kong Country isn't a what I would consider a um, a system seller, mm. but it, selling 130,000 copies is okay. The problem is, is that that's going to tail off real quick because people who have got the console and want that game will get it in the first month. I, I would agree with that. I think um, I don't know. That's 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 rough for all of them. There's one thing I do want to mention about the NPDs um, that kind of blew my mind because there's there's two games that I played. Uh, one being not on this list and one being on this list. I it blows my mind that Final Fantasy Lightning Returns is on, number eight. Is number eight on this list. <laughs> I, I can't I can't believe people actually. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I mean, you can read my review. Um, mm. but I didn't think that a spinoff, the the second spinoff to Final Fantasy Thirteen would would chart at all. Mm. Uh, and then the game that's not on there that I thought would be on there would be Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. That's not sold very well, has it? I don't think it sold well at all. And But it also came out towards the end of February, didn't it? Uh, did that it? came out like two weeks ago. Yeah. So it would have been on the tail end. So if anything, we'll probably see its numbers... If it's going to hit the top ten, which I don't think it will, but if it's going to hit the top ten, it will be in March. As this, this is true. So we'll, we'll have to see until for the March ones. But mm. I, I think that uh, it, 
I would say that Lords of Shadow is more popular than the the spinoffs to Final Fantasy. I could be wrong. I don't know. And don't well, get me wrong. I, I'm not going to say that that Lords of Shadow is better than Final Fantasy. I mean, mm-hmm. I I I I played Lords of Shadow too, and I, I was highly disappointed with it. But I mean, it's still a competent game. You know, they just they did had had a lot of style choices that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I, that 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 kind of surprised me. Um, as I say, we might see something in March. Um, I don't, as I say, I don't think that sold incredibly well. There wasn't a lot of marketing behind that, which can't, you know, can't be said for Lightning Returns. There was quite a bit of marketing on that one. Um, so uh, we'll see in March. Um, also, I find odd. Uh, this is a side note, just talking about forthcoming releases. Um, you guys are also getting Infamous on Friday. You're not getting it on Tuesday, are you? No, we're not. not that that's kind of, really weird. Yeah, that that that's weird and kind of pissed me off. Because I I have bought um pre-order because I've pre-ordered mine from the PSN store and I've actually pre-ordered it from the US PSN store because I had some some uh, um, PSN dollar credit to use. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, that's okay. I'll get it a few days early because uh, obviously I'll get it on the Tuesday. And then I checked the other day, and it's like, no, that's got the same release date as the UK. And that's really strange. I don't think that I've heard of that before. Normally, if there's a simultaneous worldwide release, such as Call of Duty, it's on the Tuesday to match the US release date, not the Friday to match the UK one. Very weird. I don't know why they're doing that. I really don't. Maybe there's a reason for it. Um, I don't know. It just seems a bit strange. Still, um, it's one. I mean, I, I'm I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks with Titanfall on one end and and Infamous and that that game. You know, we talked about like Watch Dogs and how that looked. Um, Infamous looks incredible. Going to be the best looking game so far of the next generation. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that can't be said about Titanfall. That game does not look great. Um, you know, uh, I, again, I'm not. I don't want to hate on. the game i love the game but you compare that to it it looked like call of duty ghosts looked on the next gen it didn't look there were hints that it looked slightly better but um i i don't imagine well it depends on how good a job bluepoint had done but i can't imagine the 360 version looking that different not from a general gaming standpoint when's that supposed to hit again the 28th, I believe. Okay. So, um, last story. Um, again, another sad one slightly. Um, luckily, no attempted suicides in this um, yet. But um, EA have had to lay off some PopCap staff. Um, they haven't gone into details. They've kind of kept it under wraps, I guess, so to speak. Um, but they have announced that some jobs will be going at PopCap. But the PopCap HD department, which is the uh, department uh, responsible for console releases, such as uh, the recently released Peggle 2 and Plants vs. Zombies, have not been affected. So this may be more to do with the mobile side of things. It could be. Um, Maybe that they're not making as much money as 
they used to EA in regards to. I mean, if you look at something like Plants vs Zombies Two, which uh, was free to play and for you know for worse really, if you ask me, um, that hit some you know bearing how bearing uh, in mind how uh, high up on a pedestal the original. Original Plants and Versus Zombies was placed. Plants vs Zombies Two did not hit that heady height of success, um, and a lot of people put that down to it being free to play and being heavily microtransactioned. Maybe it's a way of them clearing house a little bit and um, restructuring the way they do things. I don't know, but it's sad when any developer you know uh has to make cuts like this and, and you end up losing staff um i thought it interesting because when it first got announced i thought it was the pop uh, plants versus zombies uh part of their team because that's what happens a game ships and you'll have people who remain on there to to fix bugs and maybe do dlc and stuff like that um uh but some will also be laid off and 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 they'll go looking for other projects because that's the natural course of things. Um, but no, that that team is 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 intact from what from what they say. So huh. it's a shame. It's a shame. But um, I do know that there were some uh, t- several tweets going about on uh, the day that it uh, the news hit from other developers, basically saying we're hiring, come speak to us. So um, you know, best of luck to them finding jobs. Um, Absolutely. I, I think there's always room for uh, quality, uh, you know, or quality uh, employees in that area. Um, you know, some will snap up the good st- the good people, and I'm sure they were all good people. Yep, that's um, that I, I find that weird. I don't know. I'm sure that details will come out later about it. Maybe, maybe. Sometimes these things do get picked up on, and sometimes, sometimes they don't. Uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll see. Um, and I don't know. Normally, um, yeah, something else, some other news comes up, and then we don't really hear much more from it. Uh, we shall, we shall see. Um, so we've got some tweets. Only one, I think, really. Well, let's have a look. Um, Okay. That's probably me responding to somebody. Yeah, probably is. Let's have a look. Um, so nothing XS um, has tweeted us. Uh, thank you for your tweet. Um, and it just says, yeah, can you please ask him why he likes SVC Chaos? Ew. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's a game. Uh, it's a, <laughs> SVC Chaos was a kind of a, a lesser known fighting game. Uh, SNK versus Capcom Chaos. It was released on the uh, Xbox and uh, I think PlayStation Two. I can't remember. I played on the Xbox. So uh, why do you like it? Because it's it's stupid fun. All right, it's not a good fighting game. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say that I played a crap ton of it. Um, and uh, uh, me and my old roommate, he like he got like an emulator of it, and we sat there and played that for like three or four days it was like during a weekend and we like we, we got drunk and played it and it was it was it was one of those things i was like i think i have more nostalgia for it because of that than anything and like a couple weeks ago me and him were talking about it and uh he's like that game's crap i'm like no it's not and he's like no no i love the game but i know it's crap too 
<laughs> so I was, oh, like, okay. I was like, okay, it, it's very unbalanced. <laughs> it's a very unbalanced fighting game. Fair enough. Um, we've also got a tweet from um, at Cypher, but yeah. with a five, not an S. Um, although that should actually be a C, shouldn't it? I don't know. Anyway, um, Dave Robinson. Uh, he says, leaks on NeoGAF, plan PR or genuine industry leakers? I would, I mean, I don't frequent NeoGAF. Um, I I don't have the stomach for it, um, but I do know that a lot of stuff comes out. I would say it's probably a little mixture of both in some cases. Yeah, so I think that in uh, some in I think with all leaks, whether it be NeoGAF or not, I, I think some of it is um, very very carefully planned PR. Um, because where else, you know, what what better way than to, to leak it out? You're making people think that they're getting onto some hot information that they shouldn't know. And on NeoGAF, it does spread like wildfire. Um, but then I should imagine some of the leaks that come out of there, you know, whether they tr- end up being true or not, had no intention of being leaked out. So it's uh, I think it's a mixture of both. On some cases, yes. Um, PR, some cases, no. Someone blabbed, someone picked something up and and then someone run with it. So it's, you know, but again, I don't think that's um, specific and exclusive to NeoGAF. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't like NeoGAF. Everybody knows this. No, I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I don't stomach it. I can't stomach it because um, it's, to be fair, um, although I love the work we do for M4G, I don't like the forums on there uh, for the same reason. I don't, I'll go to M4G for information, um, I don't go there to 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 be social because a lot of the people on there are despicable. I just you know just you know. Ugh. That's where you get your fanboys. That's where. Yeah, and I I mean as I say it's it's part of the industry. Fanboys are always going to be with us while the internet is alive, and you just have to kind of deal with it. But I'd rather go somewhere that's a little bit more um, pleasurable to deal with, I guess. Um, so I, I, again, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't like NeoGAF. I don't really. I don't think I visit the site three or four times a year, if that. Um, and let's face it, if it's a big leak, if it's a big news story, it'll end up on Twitter anyway, and I'll, I'll get me information elsewhere. This is true. Um, it's always going to hit Twitter. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that's it. Uh, just two tweets. Uh, you can tweet us and we would really really like it if you did uh, at ztgd newsburst please visit the twitter page um give us a follow and send us a tweet uh, we tweet out the kind of the the pick of the news headlines in 140 characters or less we don't go into too much information we just tell you what you need to know because let's face it Twitter will deal with all of the stuff if you want to know about it anyway. Um, you can, of course, follow uh, myself and Drew. I am at John W. UK, and Drew is, of course, at DML Fury. Um, you can, of course, follow our other podcasts and tweet us there as well. Uh, Drew's uh, Phoenix Down is at ZTGD, Phoenix Down. And, of course, the main podcast, which is the uh, N4G radio show, and that's at N4G podcast and of course you can follow everything that goes on the site and our illustrious leader at ztgd um anything to shout out about uh drew before we uh, hit the road um the, yeah we're gonna um we have the new phoenix down came out yesterday 
Uh, we're talking about Alone in the Dark, uh, and we will be back next week with uh, the, the conclusion of Alone in the Dark. Uh, interesting side note about that that I want to mention. Green Man Gaming. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they they you know they have sales and stuff. It's a great place to get um uh, like uh, download digital kind of games, uh, especially whenever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bit like game. Uh, good old games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, these guys have new ones. I mean, obviously you can pre-order and stuff like that, but they have incredible deals sometimes. You know, okay. they'll have like I got Castlevania for like forty bucks. You know, wow, okay. The day, uh, he's yeah, good. yeah, the day it came out. So uh, <laughs> I, I follow them on Twitter, and they posted a picture uh, saying that they were going to do a, um, a special on uh, Nordic games, th- things from Nordic games. Uh, so like uh, Alan Wake was one of them, and uh, Painkiller was one of them. And they had a picture of uh, just some characters from all these games. Okay. And I noticed uh, they had the guy from uh, from Painkiller on there. I can't remember what his name is. And they had a picture of Edward Carnby from Alone in the Dark, the the, the one that we're actually doing for Phoenix Down. Is that the Xbox 360 and PS3 uh, version? Yes, that's the uh, the 2008 one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, huh, that's not a Nordic game. And then I looked on their sale and I said, you guys, Alone in the Dark was not on that sale. So I tweeted to him. I said, hey, just to let you know, you got a picture of Edward Carnby, but you don't have Alone in the Dark on sale. And then they tweeted back to me saying, hey, you found our deliberate uh, mistake. And then they gave me like $3 credit. <laughs> and then they, cha- <laughs> then they changed the picture to Alan Wake. And I guarantee you that was a mistake on their yeah, part. Yeah, and, and that was a case of they were trying to just save a little bit of face on that one. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. Because <laughs> if you look at that picture that they used, it does kind of look like Alan Wake, but it's actually okay. Edward Carnby. <laughs> well, there you go. That got you dollars in Green Man Gaming credit. Yep, I, I thought that was hilarious. And I was like, the reason why I know this is because I just recorded a video I recorded a podcast yesterday about Alone <laughs> in the Dark, and we used the exact same picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, except yours isn't a deliberate mistake, of course. No. no. Um, so, uh, anything else? Nah, that, that's it. Uh, stay tuned. I got some videos. Got a video of Dark Souls going up pretty soon. I'm um, going to have that review up sometime next week. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, um, if people have been missing me on the N4G podcast, I do apologize. Um, I'm not going to be on there for the next three weeks due to the time difference um, or the change in time in the US that hasn't hit the UK yet. Uh, you guys have um, your, cars go, your clocks go forward at the beginning of the month, ours goes forward at the end. Um, so I do apologize about me not being on there. Not that you guys care anyway. All the interest and people are still on there, so you're all good. Um, we will, of course, be back uh, next week. Uh, with some more information and news snippets. Um, so, uh, from myself and from Drew, 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 Drew I, I have trouble speaking today. Uh, from myself and Drew, thank you for listening, and we'll speak to you next week.
pensar 